Hi everyone, it's Jennifer Dono again with Young Female Entrepreneurs and tonight we actually have three um, and just incredible young women that are on the show, thanks to Nicole. She's starting her Kickstarter program um, or Kickstarter campaign for Toasted. It's a coffee table book slash blog slash multimedia. Let's show off these awesome young women. It's called Toasted. So tonight we're toasting female entrepreneurs. Make sure that you stay in tune through the entire 30 minutes and tweet out your quotables using the hashtag YFE chat. Cheers. All right, so we've got Nicole on and Nur and Melody. Now, Nur and Melody are two women that are actually in Nicole's Kickstarter book, The Coffee Table, that you uh, book that we just talked about. You can see her video in the background. Um, we have some, I believe if you go to vanillaextract.me, the blog of um, of Nicole's, it's, oh my gosh, that's when I fell in love with her, when I looked at the blog. Beautiful photography and cocktails up to your eyeballs. So yummy, just perfect for any office happy hour. So at the very top of that blog, in the thin strip, it's talking about the Kickstarter campaign. So make sure that you click over on that link so you can find out more about what she's doing over there. But two of the women are gonna be on. Uh, the first one is Nur, who is a YouTube vlogger. Um, last week we had Sharzad of Li uh, Lux Life. Hopefully you guys got a chance to check that out. And uh, so you know that vlogging is just like this mysterious, really cool kid kind of thing to do. So Nur has, Nur, how many, you have something like 80,000 views, 80,000 subscribers, what is it? 77,000 subscribers. 6 million lifetime views. That's insanity, right? How how on earth does anyone uh, accumulate that amount of views? So we're going to talk to her, and then we're also going to talk to Melody of Style Seat, which I think is a really cool resource for you guys. I'd never heard about it before I met Nicole, and so what, I, what she's trying to do with this book is to celebrate and to feature and to really pull out these incredible women doing really cool things out into the public, which is something YFE is so, so up for. That's awesome. Now, thank you guys so much for showing up. Um, this is a live stream that happens every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. And uh, we're actually brought to you by a couple sponsors tonight. The first one is Ovali, Ovali TV. Uh, so you can go to ovali.tv to find out more about us, but this is the company that I'm an owner of, and we do the live streaming production and hosting. And so make sure you give us a check out. And then the second one is MailChimp. And MailChimp is the newsletter uh, provider that we've been using over the last few months. And it's incredible. It's almost too easy to send out the newsletters. I've been really good about uh, just checking to make sure that I'm not sending you one every day. But some days I just feel like emailing everyone and saying, hey guys, what's up? because it's that easy. <laughs> so thank you to our sponsors. Really appreciate them. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me, Jen. I'm honored to be here and really love what you guys are doing at YFE. Just to give you a little bit of background on me, uh, my background is in advertising and public relations. I studied at the University of Tampa, and quickly after college, I 
jumped into the corporate America world and also very quickly realized that it was not for me. And I set out to create a branding agency called Blink. Uh, the, the main challenge I faced when I started my company was that I didn't know how to design a website. I didn't know how to code a website. And luckily, I teamed up with an incredible man named Brian, who is also my boyfriend, and we created the Blink Agency together. So in February 2012, I quit my job in corporate America. I sold all my things. I sold my car. My family probably thought I was crazy. And I moved across the country to San Francisco with Brian in only one large suitcase and a laptop. I don't even know how I did it, but I managed. And, um, you know, starting a business is really scary. But the moment you decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it, you can do anything. And my whole life I've been surrounded by really ambitious women. And even since being in San Francisco, I've had the opportunity to connect with so many entrepreneurs, uh, founders of startups, business owners. And it really inspired me to share their stories in the form of this coffee table book we're producing called Toasted. Toast It celebrates everyday female entrepreneurs and their favorite cocktail recipes. We're displaying it in a really artistic way. Uh, we have a Kickstarter campaign out right now. Jen talked to you a little bit about that. We have one week left and we, we need a lot more support. So if you could check that out, share the project, donate it if you can, we would so greatly appreciate it. And I'm just really excited tonight because I have two of the girls from the book Toast It that are with me, uh, Nur and Melody. Girls, are you there tonight? Hi. Hi, Nur. Um, it's so great to have you on tonight. Thanks for joining us. Of course. I'm happy to be here. So let me first just start off by saying, um, I don't know if you, you guys were all here at the beginning, but Nur is a beauty vlogger. She started her YouTube channel, Nurber XO, in 2009, and as of today, she has over 77,000 subscribers on her channel and over 6 million YouTube lifetime YouTube or excuse me video views. Uh, the woman's just incredible. So Nur, if you don't mind, I've got a couple questions for you tonight. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about your vlogging process and how you take an idea in your head to your channel? Because I imagine you don't just snap your fingers and all of a sudden you have this beautiful, well-edited video up for the world to see. If it was that easy, I wouldn't buy so much concealer to conceal my under-eye bags, I wish. But uh, it's a lot of work and it started like just taking a risk and the more that you do it, the more that you start to think in the video state of mind. And I will tell you, my very first video is still up if you guys are having a bad day, you want to have a go, have a good laugh, go watch that video. But you, the more that you do it, the more that the process becomes refined. And I've, I'm going on my fourth year and I always thought, what if I run out of things to make videos on? I'm at the point where I have so many videos to make, I wanna call in sick to like get my work done. But um, yeah, you just start to think in the video state of mind. Somebody gives you an idea, you become inspired by something, or someone makes a request, 
and you think how can I bring this to fruition and you learn to also anticipate what your viewers are going to say you become your audience and you can put yourself in their shoes and you can say I know they're going to ask for up close swatches or they're going to want to see you know a blog that has the swatches or how can I make this better how can I get up closer uh, so the process definitely becomes refined and you can sit and take tips all day long but everyone has a really unique audience and as you build a relationship with your audience you refine the process awesome now if you're doing tutorials do you have to practice them ahead of time or how does that typically work some some people will tell you they do what I do is I have an idea in my head and I don't know if you guys have seen the beauty videos but we usually do one eye and then we'll, we'll say this is the end product and we look a little bit like crazy like the Terminator and this is what we're gonna work towards so I'll just do one eye and if I'm happy with it I just recreate it on the other eye uh, I don't believe to this day that I've had anything where I you know have done something and I've hated the end product so I've not uploaded it awesome well uh... I love your channel. I, I watch it all the time. I've gotten sucked in. One day I was sitting there and I realized that I was like an hour and a half in on Nurse Channel and I was like, um, okay, I need to get back on task now. Uh, but <laughs> you, you guys definitely got to go check out her channel, NerberXO, uh, on YouTube. And then, um, Nurse, so what opportunities have come your way since you started your channel and built this really large following? A lot of things have come from it. Some uh, I can't actually talk about, but they're, trust me, they're good. Stuff that happened in LA and might include television. And that I think is the important thing to remember is that you never know who's watching and you're putting yourself out there for the whole world to see. Uh, I have somebody who watches me actually at HBO and she just randomly sent me an email and I saw, happened to see her signature and we've become friends since. I've I'm I'm actually going to New York next week and I'm meeting with people in who work for Maybelline, Garnier, uh, Victoria's Secret. Uh, the opportunities come every which way and this is a little bit like the wild wild west. There's no structure in YouTube or even blogging so the possibilities are limitless. Whatever you want to do or whatever you want to create just because it hasn't happened for somebody else doesn't mean it can't happen for you. Awesome. I love it. And uh, I just want to tell the people that are watching, uh, one time when I was on the phone with Nur, I asked her, I was like, you know, do you drink coffee? Because I swear the girl goes to bed later than me and wakes up before me. And she goes, no, 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 I don't drink coffee. You know, possibility is what keeps me motivated. And I thought that was so huge. And I love how she empowers women on her channel and just, you know, really think you're a great go-getter, Nur. Thanks so and, uh, much, Nicole. You're welcome. And uh, one other question I wanted to ask you, actually I have two more. Uh, first, uh, what beauty product can you not live without right now? Because I'm sure we're all wondering what we should go buy. Uh, it changes all the time. I cycle through whatever I'm obsessed with in the moment. Right now for me, it's fake lashes and they're really cheap and affordable and I'll tell you my favorites. The Red Cherry brand, which actually Kim Kardashian used to swear by the Red Cherry brand. They're $2.50 and they're reusable. I like the Demi Wispies and the 747S, so that's the small. And then I like the Ardell 120 Demis and the Ardell Demi Wispies, and those are $2.60. You can find them online, and those I swear by. If you're being photo like photographed, wear fake lashes. I promise it makes a world of a difference. 
Awesome. Yeah, I love lashes. I know it can be almost a little intimidating if you haven't put them on before, but all you got to do is practice and then you'll get it down in no time. And, and I love it. It definitely is great for photos. I want to uh, add that I actually have a really great trick for adding or applying lashes. Uh, I didn't even think about this until you said that, but I have a video that teaches you how to cut them in half and it makes it impossibly simple. Like anybody can do it. Awesome. Well, I got to go check that out. Everyone else needs to check that out because I know they can definitely be tricky. Um, and, and then uh, one last question for you. What advice would you give someone who wants to break into the vlogging YouTube space? I would say if when Nicole asked that question and you sat up a little bit to hear my answer and you're one of those people that's thought about that before, start right now. The minute you're done watching this, turn on the camera, fix your hair, put on a little blush and just start doing it because there's never going to be a right moment if you keep waiting. And it's, it's going to be a learning process and it's not going to be great and you're going to look back at it in a month, in a year, in 10 years and think, wow, that was terrible. But you have to start somewhere. We all did. I love that. Well, thanks so much for the advice. I know that it is tough putting yourself out there in front of the camera. You girls on YouTube make it look so awesome and so easy, but when I was filming my Kickstarter video, I was like, oh my gosh, hi. Like, I didn't even know what to say. So definitely really appreciate what you do, and thanks so much for giving us all the awesome tutorials that you do. Thank you. Of course. And then, uh, Melody, are you still on? I'm here. Awesome. Well, hey, Melody. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Melody is the founder of Style Seat. I love Style Seat. It is a platform for stylists to sign up and build their business, as well as clients to sign up and they can browse through various stylists, book their appointments directly online, and now there's even an option for you to book a stylist directly to your home, directly to your office. It makes it super convenient if you're a busy girl on the go, and uh, I, ju I just love it. So I'm so happy to have you on here tonight, Melody. Awesome, well thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. So I have a couple questions for you as well. Uh, first, wanted to ask, what was the inspiration behind creating a platform like Style Seat? Um, I think it was two things. You know, I knew that I wanted to start a company, and I wanted to start a company in something that I could really have an edge at. Um, and I worked in technology for ten years. I've worked with developers, kind of more, or definitely much more on the tech side. And so I really wanted to start a tech company in the female space because I knew that there aren't very many women doing that. Um, and so that really excited me, that opportunity. And then on the other hand, I um, am a client and I use beauty services all the time. And, and it was really frustrating for me that it's so hard to find you know, a hairstylist, esthetician, massage therapist. Uh, it's hard to find them online and it's really hard and tough to book. Um, so I wanted to make that really seamless and easy. Awesome. Yeah, I know when I first moved to San Francisco, I was like a fish out of water. I didn't know where to go, what to do, but I'm so glad Style Seat exists. So when people make a move or even if they're not sure who to go to, they can go to you guys and look up reviews and book directly online and it's super seamless and, and I just love that. Um, 
So how are you getting in front of stylists? Because I know that market is an, a market that's offline. So how are they joining the platform and hearing about StyleSeat? Well, it's interesting. I mean, we have had pretty much 100% of our growth has been through word of mouth. So it's been, you know, we, we from the beginning have focused on the hairstylist. You know, me and my co-founder bootstrapped the business. We didn't get any funding. We spent pretty much the first year hanging out with stylists, sitting in the salon, understanding how they use their services, what their needs were. And so we built something that uh, they ended up loving and being obsessed with. Um, and our business model is really, really, really friendly. It's completely revolutionary for the industry. We let any stylist, esthetician, et cetera, run their whole business on style seat 100% free. Um, and when we help them grow their business, we take a cut of that. So that's completely different for the space. And because of that, we've been able to actually grow almost 100% to date word of mouth. Um, we've got close to, we have about 90,000 stylists on the platform today in all 50 states. And they love it. So they tell their other stylist friends. Um, and that's how we've grown. That's so awesome. Yeah, I can imagine it's word of mouth because that's how that industry works anyway. Like I know back in Tampa with all my girlfriends, we'd be like, oh, who are you going to? Who are you going to? And then we all ended up going to the same person because uh, she came so highly recommended. So love it. Um, so in February, Style Seat launched the 2U, uh, which is a feature that allows clients to book a stylist directly to their home, directly to their office. Do you think that's the wave of the future, or do you think we're going to still be going to the salons? Well, the challenging thing about the beauty industry is, you know, as you just mentioned, they it's been offline. And so the only way to talk to a stylist is to get in front of them, right, or pick up the phone and talk to their uh, receptionist. And so the great thing about our platform is that we're able to empower lots of different ways to connect with your stylist, whether it's they hop in a car and they come to you um, or you go to them. There's a couple of, of other types of um, things that we do as well kind of around that. That's secret. We haven't launched it yet. I think that in the future, you know, it's going to be a combination of a lot of different ways that, that you, that, that clients are going to be able to connect with stylists. I think that sometimes you really want that, that pampering and going to the salon, maybe getting a glass of wine and kind of having that experience there. But mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, you're getting ready for an event, you're busy and you need that person to come to you. So I think both will have a place. Awesome. That's so great. And then, and I want to ask you one more question. Uh, during the fundraising process, did you feel as if you faced any challenges as a female entrepreneur in Silicon Valley, or did you feel that it was an even playing field? Um, well, it's funny. I think it's definitely different now than when I was first having those conversations, you know, between two and three years ago. Um, I would walk into a room and it would essentially be like room after room after room was men that are older, you know, 30% of them were bald, <laughs> for example. <laughs> They're like, oh, we don't get it. We don't get beauty. You know, on paper, these numbers are amazing. It's a $70 billion industry. You know, your margins are great. This is so amazing. Um, but we're not passionate about it and we don't really get it. Um, so I faced a lot of that in the beginning and so what we had to do to combat sort of their lack of knowledge and again I think that today it's a little bit different they get in the beauty industry more and more they're hiring partners or associates that are from those spaces so that they can have um, access because they understand that there are so many opportunities in the female spaces so if you're thinking about starting 
a company in the female space. I think now is a great time. Um, however, uh, you know, we did face that challenge. And so in order to combat the, the lack of knowledge in the investor side, we had to just outperform in metrics. So that word of mouth growth was really important. Having a great product that sort of supported that growth and, and being really focused on our team and what we created and, and the moves that we made to grow the business were important. So that by the time we came back to these investors and we said, you know, look, we're at a, a $100 million booking run rate, for example, that's when they sort of turned their heads and, and it became not about beauty, but just an amazing business opportunity for them. Awesome. Then they all wanted to go get their hair cut, right? <laughs> right. So um, now, and then on your Twitter, I see it says that you get a lot of haircuts. So how often do you actually get your haircut? I go a lot. Everyone asks me this. Um, I actually go to a different stylist almost every time. Um, oh. I want to, you know, or esthetician, et cetera, because I want to, I don't want them to know that I work for the business and I want to do that research and just kind of ask them casually. So... Styles. <laughs> a lot of them don't really, don't really, you know, obviously know me. So um, it's been really good research. And so every time I have an event or I need to get a trim or something, it's it's an opportunity to make my product better. Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much for for being on here with me. You and Nur are both incredible, ambitious women, and that's why I'm so excited to feature the both of you in Toasted if our project gets funded. And uh, after we produce the book, we want to continue featuring ambitious women on our website, girlsoftoasted.com. You can head there and check out some of the stuff we have. Um, and then really just celebrate women everywhere, no matter what you do. If you're a vlogger, if you're a blogger, if you own a successful business, if you still have a full-time job but are uh, starting something on the side, we want to celebrate you because it takes a lot of guts to start anything. So thank you so much for having us on tonight. Thank you. Yeah, you ladies, before, um, before you leave, thank you, first of all, so much for being on the show. We did have a really good question for Nur, if you don't mind, if I could ask you. Um, it's sure. from at I am Cakes, and she's asking, is the YouTube market oversaturated, and how do you make your videos different? Uh, really great question, and the YouTube market is oversaturated. Every market is oversaturated because everything reaches that kind of point. However, there are great examples of people who have just started or have started maybe a year ago and have absolutely blown up. If you see, it's just like any business model when you create something. If you see something in this space that's not being done and you feel like you have something to offer, that was the reason I started. When I watched YouTube videos, I watched them for one year and thought about it for a long time. Probably one of my regrets that I didn't start sooner, but there were a lot of Caucasian women who were doing videos and there were a lot of South Asian or Southeast Asian women that were doing videos. There was no brown girls. There was nobody who was either like Indian or Middle Eastern or had my skin tone that I could relate to. And that was the reason that I started making videos. I said, there's nobody doing this, so I'm going to do it. That's awesome. Now, okay, so I have one other question uh, for, for Nicole, actually. And this is for me personally, because this is something that comes up often within our show is the idea or the theme that you have partnerships. But you not only have like a number of partners, um, but you have, or I don't even, I don't know if you would consider them your partners, but a team that's helping you bring Blink Agency um, mm -hmm. together. But you work with, like you were saying, you work with your boyfriend. How is, yes. that, how is, what, how is that? And what are your, what's your advice for other women that are considering going in that path? 
Uh, it, it's well. First of all, it's great. Brian and I support each other, and yeah, we just work really well together. I don't know if I can really give anyone advice. I think it's either there or it's not there, and, and you're gonna find that out pretty quickly. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think you just gotta go in with uh, both feet and see how it pans out. But. Uh, I love it. We we live together. We work together. We're always together, and I don't get sick of him. So that's really amazing, right? Because I know how us girls get. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always a tough and touchy subject when we bring it up. Um, and you're we had on a couple weeks ago someone on the show for the after party that was um, a married couple that each had their own businesses. And so I just think the idea of bringing in relationships into the business relationship world. Um, you know, personal relationships into the business uh, world is always an interesting, an interesting subject to touch on. And Melody, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you one more question around the stylists because we've had a couple stylists on before who own like small boutique salons that are not necessarily in the city, but they're like off in a suburb. Um, so as far as reaching those women, um, so the ones that aren't necessarily on Twitter or don't aren't necessarily connected with the cities. Um, how have you done? Because I know that you said you do the word of mouth piece. How have you tried to reach out to them? Is there any other type of of marketing or um, future plans as far as reaching out to those women that aren't necessarily in your direct uh, frame of influence, their sphere of influence? Yeah, we definitely have plans to reach out to them. I mean, we, we haven't really taken a lot of steps to actively grow the business because it's been growing at a fairly steady rate. It's because, you know, a clients like it or pros like it, but also clients like it. So they go, you know, they see it in San Francisco and then they go back home if, you know, they're from the Midwest, for example, and they tell their local stylist or they tell their sister who's a stylist. Uh, we're definitely planning on reaching out to those communities. We're in all 50 states um, actually those communities, the more rural areas in general, are, are more powerful for us than the actual uh, urban areas. So we absolutely celebrate those stylists. They're our bread and butter. Um, and we'll definitely be marketing to them in the future. But, but what we've found so far is just having a great product that's in someone's best interest, especially stylists who are so great at talking, you know, they're going to share that. Clients are going to share that. And so, um, you know, we've been very thankful that we've had that on our side. Now, I love your story. I, I just, I'm really grateful that Nicole brought you on and that you are, you're part of Toasted because I, I worked at a, a hair salon when I was in college that kind of, you know, paid my way through college. And it's always an interesting industry because like you said, the stylists, they talk, I mean, that's what they do for a living. They talk to their clients that are in the chair. It's part of what makes them a successful stylist. But then also, you know, apart from that idea, your business is at a really interesting point where you've kind of used or coasted on, I don't want to say coasted, I'm sure it was a lot of work, um, but the word of mouth piece has gotten your business so far and then to expand into those other areas, it's going to be really interesting to see how you take it. Um, so I'd love to have you back on in the future, any of you actually. Um, you're always welcome with to YFE and I'm, I'm again very grateful to Nicole and actually Jillian. Um, Nicole, what's Jillian's business called again? It's Sweet and Spark. I'm actually wearing one of her pieces tonight. Uh, it's one of a kind vintage jewelry. She's the one that hooked me up with Jen. She's so sweet. Um, yeah, and I just love her pieces, and she's great. You got to check it out. Yeah. Sweet and Spark. 
really, really cute stuff. And so thank you to Jillian for introducing us to all of you. And thank you all for being on the show. Oh, dogs. We love yes, animals. we have a visitor. <laughs> it's, always, it's always pets or kids on the show. So this is fun. I love it. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being on tonight. I really appreciate the time. And for everyone that tuned in late or came in um, off off the 6 o'clock time, uh, bring in. Uh, we do have replays over on YouTube and on iTunes. And then we're redoing the YFE website. So it's a little stale right now. Um, but just, uh, yeah, keep in the loop. Sign up for our Mailed It newsletter below here. It's the hashtag Mailed It sign. Um, we send out the daily action items. And then we give you some updates as far as you know when new guests are coming on when new shows are coming on there's a lot a lot a lot of stuff in the works for YFE in the next couple months I'm really really looking forward to it and hopefully you guys will all stay in the loop as far as what's going on but again thank you to Nicole and to Nur and to Melody for coming on All right, well, have a fantastic night, everyone. I'm actually off to the YFE Seattle meetup. Uh, uh, Christina and Tessa, the YFE Seattle City Coordinators, are hosting it, so I'm really excited about that. Also, if you're on YFE's Facebook page, make sure that you check out the YFE NYC In Real Life meetup. Uh, Marissa of Marissa's Wellbeing and Health, moiOnline.com, she just threw a successful get-together. All of hers are successful. Pasadena just finished up theirs for YFE LA, and I know Stacy just got done at Spark and Hustle over in Phoenix and so there's a lot going on with YFE hopefully you'll all stay tuned for it um, I'm going to be heading out but Stacy's on our YF entrepreneur um, Twitter handle make sure that you follow her too it's at the real Stacy Harris she's fantastic a lot of fun thank you again to my guests thank you all for showing up live these are always so much fun um, I thank you for not commenting on my bright neon pink shirt this is the second time I've worn it I don't know why what I'm thinking but anyway I'll let you guys go thank you so much for showing up this has been Jennifer Donna with Young Female Entrepreneurs.